everyone, this is Joshua. And I'm Amanda Moore. And this is the Love and Level Up podcast. Love and Level Up is a podcast created to cultivate conversations for listeners about how to master the mindset of leveling up and refraining from broken habits. Topics range from love and relationships, the Christian faith, to relevant topics for entrepreneurs and creatives. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Love and Level Up podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again on this episode. We're so happy and delighted to bring you another episode for, I know many of y'all going to feel this, especially, um, you know, a lot of women out there. I'm going to give a male perspective on this topic that we're going to talk about today. But I want my beautiful wife, my co-host, Amanda, to introduce it. And we're going to go ahead and get into the discussion that we want to talk about because we feel like it's really impactful for a lot of generations that are to come and a lot of things that we've been seeing, whether it be from past generations on down and uh, just been some some mishaps. So we want to get into that. We want to be able to start the conversation and be able to correct the issue that's going on that what we see in the household. So go ahead, Amanda, I'll let you. Yeah, so what's up, y'all? Um, tonight, we're going to be discussing a part of our, you know, our love topic episode. You know, every episode, we discuss something different. Again, as your first time listening, we do topics on either the Christian faith, love and relationships, or entrepreneurship, or if you're creative. So this is something when it comes to love and relationships that I feel like is very worth discussing. And, you know, it's just a double standard that there is with men versus women, especially within society and within the household that I think is just not talked about enough. And it's a phenomenon that I've been seeing more and more like just the older that I get, the worse that I see that it is. And I can't seem to really wrap my head around why we're doing this. And it's this. Why do women protect men who misbehave? Why is it? that when we know a man is doing something wrong, we don't call him out on it, you know? So whether it's, you know, a grandmother to a grandson or an aunt to a nephew or a mother to her son, you know what I'm saying? Or a wife to her husband. Why is it that we give men so much leeway and more leeway than we give women? And, you know, for the record, we don't want anyone listening to this and you know, thinking that it's going to be like a male bashing type of episode. Not at all. I'm really genuinely concerned for, you know, how this generation is shaping out men to be. Why is it that we don't love men enough to let them know that they're doing something wrong that's affecting them and is affecting others? Because I really honestly don't see in society that we give women as much of an excuse of things as we give men. You know, for a woman, it's like you're a mother you're you're you know you're a female you have to protect yourself you have to be well aware we put and drive so much fear into women to protect themselves from men but we don't teach men how to be honorable how to be respectful and how to look at women as a person and not an object and even within the church i think this is also an issue too we raise young girls to be wives but we don't emphasize enough on young boys to be husbands so we're going to get into that today. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to give from the male perspective because I think that in the historical sense, there's a lot of points that I want to hit on as to why that may be, especially with men, knowing the dynamic that I grew up in and also what I've been able to see from you know some of my close friends and um, just understanding what it's like to 
grow up a certain way um, in a household where maybe your mom is, um, you know, single or maybe she is with somebody. She may be with your father, but the dynamic in that relationship and how it may pass on to you, I think, can cause a lot of, you know, a lot of things to happen in one's life, whether you're a female or male. So um, that's my stand put on it. I know we're going to discuss the, you know, the, the women point of view. And, um, you know, I feel like it's important because I think that women do have a strong sense of who they are, especially, you know, when they come into their own person and their own being of, you know, the type of woman that they are and stuff like that. Um, and I think that men, you know, sometimes men, it takes a little bit for us to mature um, a little bit longer than some women. So um, I do want to hit on that as well as why is that the case? But I think that, uh, you know, we'll start with just why are, you know, why are women, I guess not, I don't feel like it's pressure, but it may be pressure from your point of view, Amanda, like it may be pressure. No, but I, I was saying protect, not not pressure. Yeah, why but I'm do, saying, Why do we protect men who misbehave? What, what do you mean about the pressure though? Like sometimes I feel like women, it's a lot of pressure on women to protect the men in some instances, like, okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hold their men down and stuff like that, which I feel like, you know what I'm saying? It's, sometimes it's just outside pressure that gets put on them to do that. Or if you're really, a, you know what I'm saying, like a, 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 a real ride or die, you're a ride with your man, like type thing. Like, I feel like I hear that a lot. And it's yeah. just like, why that pressure has to be placed on them? Yeah, but I also feel like the whole ride or die thing is just, I think that's also been blown out of proportion too. And we have abused that term. Like, you know, we're not really asking where we ride into. And half the time, People want to sit here and be like, I'm going to ride or die for somebody who's not even dying. Like, he's, like, honestly, he's, if anything, he's killing you. So, well, yeah, but, that's the, yeah. the other problem and issue. Yeah, but not dying, the physical, but dying. <laughs> into, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, but I, I think that's, like, the whole point. Like, right, Romeo, Juliet. Like, that's kind of, like, how, again, it's, and just, like, we've been talking about this. Just, like, these really toxic dynamics within relationships. Why do we... Why do we root the like we root on the idea of people staying in relationships that we know are trash? Like we know they're not good relationships. So it's like, but it's like no, you guys have been together forever. You know, everybody knows you, knows what you're like. You know, when we're talking from a relationship standpoint, but I'm just saying in general too, like just men in general, like you know, young men. I well, think, let's get yeah. into that a little bit. I mean, why Why do you feel like, and I'll, I'll get my point of view too, but why do you feel like women are, you know, they have that, uh, you know what you said? Just, yeah. You said they have that, what, the, not pressure, but the other word. To protect. Why yeah, why do, you, protect? why do you feel like they have that, that necessary? To, to be honest, protect? to be honest, I really don't know. You know, like, I don't fully know what the reason is. And I know that sounds horrible because it's like, okay, we're, we're doing a podcast on this. But, like, honestly, for me, this is just really going to be an open conversation because I'm just as curious as the next person. Like, why yeah. do women... Like, I guess I could say... I could say, honestly, people just don't want to hold people accountable because it doesn't reflect well on them. Like, I've noticed this is a very big thing, especially within families. People don't like to admit that there's a problem because it, sh it, it, it affects and it distorts the appearance that they're trying to put on that everything's okay. So, yeah. um, I, I think another thing that was just coming to me as we were talking about this and, and kind of working up to the topic here is just that... Um, 
I think a lot of women know what kind of man they married. So what I'm talking about when it's like to the son or it's like they know what kind of father this this child grew up with, whether it's their nephew or whether it's a young man. Like they kind of know how hard it is to find good male figures. Like this is something that I constantly see. I won't even, I can't even forget. There was one night I was leaving work, driving out of South Miami and there was this group of a whole bunch of black men on the side of the street next to, um, next to a gas station and they were protesting saying how there are not enough good black role models in the community and how black men are perishing men and i would say right men in general because i'm sure you know definitely within the areas we grew up in that like the man was saying over the speakerphone like in front of all this traffic that this is a thing right but it's just really sad because I feel like I also see that within the Latino community and I just see this in general. Like it's just really horrible just the things that we allow men to do and the fact that nobody really holds men accountable for things. Like now that's why there's like the Me Too movement and all this kind of stuff and people still kind of and this is the thing though like I feel like a lot of women def defend men that they know are horrible. Like this is the thing I don't understand. Like I'm just like yo every woman is not lying like i understand women can lie about things whether a man is you know abusive you know if a man is god forbid a rapist like all these crazy things that people can become but it's almost as if we have no problem holding women accountable but men is just like oh well he probably didn't have this or women know you know the man i married i know that he wasn't there for my son in the way that he should have been or i don't know how to be a man so i can't teach him how to be a man mm -hmm. so it's almost as if we feel like it's more excusable for us to overlook the things that men do as women is what i'm is what i'm guessing because it's like well i don't know what it takes to be a man but i can only imagine that it's really really hard yeah but i think on the flip side of that and i agree with your point on just uh yeah i think that when a woman finds a man they try to hold on to him as long as they could whether it be good or bad for you yeah. know that relationship but i think that you know a lot of women do hold on to men when they find one um and i don't know sometimes i don't know why but you know that's just what i've been able to see so far and gather but i do think that on the opposite side of what you were just talking about was the fact that um you know about the subject on men and i think that you know sometimes it could be also women that's you know considering to be let's say uh you know, just giving sexual attention to a man that a man not that a man that uh, might not come out and talk about up front or in the public or anything like that. But I think that sometimes it's just like the man doesn't get as much credit because they always feel like, well, you know, she's a woman. You can't really you know what I'm saying? So sometimes you have that that dynamic of certain men getting sexually abused from women, you know, what I'm saying whether publicly or not. Yeah, there is that too. And I and I have realized that this is like more and more a phenomenon too, especially with men who are very misogynistic and um take advantage of a lot of women. Like we don't talk about the fact that yeah, a lot of men get raped by women. You know yeah, so I just think that there's and stuff like that I, too. I do feel like there's uh like a fine line between that because I do I do we have noticed the Me Too movement and women more coming out being open about how, yeah. you know, they've been sexually abused before in the past and stuff like that. But I also want to, you know, I also want to give a fair share to, I know there's a lot of men that's been also sexually abused, of course. you know, in their lifetime. And it's just like, it's sad to see that. And you would think that 
because we're taught to be men and also to be like man up, you know, type mentality that they may not come out and, and give that and give that, uh, you know, give those thoughts out into the world. And maybe just because they feel like they don't want to expose or they don't want to fall to, you know, what they've been told the entire life and how they've been taught to just be a man about things and don't speak about things and hold your feelings in and stuff like yeah. that. But I feel for me, like, because definitely I can sympathize with the fact that any man has been through things. But I'm saying, like, I feel like more times than not, there's always women protecting, protecting or not. And the thing is, like, it's funny because I, I said the word protect, but I really feel like it's not even that. I think that the the misunderstanding is that they're protecting them. But you're really not. You're hurting them. You're making it worse for them. And so... I can understand that people have been through things, but just because you've been through something does not make it okay for you to go and destroy somebody else's life. And so that for me is what really this conversation is about. Why is it that we know there are people destroying their very life, destroying other people's lives, but we let them get away with it? Why Why is that even a thing? And I feel like the only reason why I came at it from male is because it's just so common that I constantly see this and that there's such a double standard. Why does this double standard still exist, you know? And I feel like we're growing up in a society where it's like, oh, everyone wants to be more equal every day, but it's it has yet to get there. Like, and I'm not saying that equal, I don't want to get into all that. Should everything be equal for men and women? I'm, I'm not even going to touch on that because that's like a whole other can of worms. But I honestly feel that if we care about our men, if we care about our sons, if we care about young boys, I don't feel like I'm going to raise my son any different than I raise my daughter when it just comes to common decency and respect. Like, yeah. I want to raise my son to respect women yeah. the same way I want to raise my daughter to respect women. I want to raise my daughter to respect her purity and her body the same way I want to raise my son to do the same. And so I'm so... Yeah, I get that. But let's yeah. go back. Let's let's take it a little bit back because I want to talk about a little bit of the history of kind of how we get into this point. Because... And for as far as for us, I think that we will want the same thing for our children to be able to raise both our children with respect and have dignity for the opposite sex. But I do think that for a long time, and it's still going on to this day, that a lot of the the family dynamic of what's supposed to be a family was not was not the well case and was not well established when at least, you know at least when I was growing up, I didn't grow up with a father so. For me, it was just looking at my uncles and looking at older siblings that was mentors of mine of how to be a man. And that wasn't, you know, even in that, that wasn't the right way all the time. Yeah. So, like, a lot of the men that we see today, they grow up in a certain family dynamic where maybe the father that is not in the house. Or maybe, you know, it's always the mother that's in the house taking care of the son, the daughter, all the kids. Yeah. And the father is either at work or something like that, which I think that is hard to get a... It's hard to get a male influence or have, uh, you know, be able to be uh, look at a, a, another man and be uh, respect that man for what he is and what he's done honorably without falling to the falling to the pressures of man. Like my mom's in the house all day. Uh, my dad's not home. Like who's taking care of her? Who's taking care of maybe my sister or my brother? Like. No one's in the house taking care of us. So therefore, as a man, I got to go out and fend for my own, which I think that sometimes even when you're that young and you're thinking with that mentality, it caused you to be like, I got to get up 
every single day and I got to get it because if I don't get it, then we're going to continue to struggle, which I think that puts a lot of pressure on a lot of young men, which by the time that they get with another female companion, I think it's hard for them to even consider the embrace the embracing of love, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like for them, it was just tough love and go out and get it how you how you can. And it's just like that is difficult. So sometimes like I got like going back to my point, when women find a man, they feel like they can mold them to be a certain way because they know maybe how that man grew up or how that man grew up is like it wasn't the best way. But I love him and I want the best for him and I want to be in his life. So they women think with that mentality. Right. That's true. Which sometimes it could be detrimental to your point to the relationship and also to that 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 same man. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's not you're not really helping him by just loving him. You really got to take him out of outside of his shell and 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 really show him what true love is and and what true well, I, love is being, I, being I think that it doesn't matter like I, like in regards to how hard you love a person. Like, if a person doesn't want to love themselves, you can't make them anything that they don't want to be, period. And I think that's the biggest mistake that most women make when it comes to relationships. They think like, oh, I see potential in him. He's a good person. He cares about her to some degree, but there's a huge other part where he doesn't, right? And he's just not fit to love. And I think that we don't also recognize when people just just don't want to... You know, and again, and I'm, you know, I'm holding both parties accountable because I feel like a lot of women, this is the thing I really been realizing about relationships, everybody wants to be in love, but being in love is a lot of work. Like, I don't think people really, people don't understand that part because we would just see the, the beginning phase of it being, oh, and everything's so cute and everything's so nice. Like, relationships are work, period. You know, and I think people don't take the time to really do the work necessary. And then, yeah, like you said, they'll fall for a person, they really like them. And they'll take whatever comes with that. But I, I don't think a woman can can teach a man how to love himself. I don't think as people, you know, I mean, if, if it's different when you're the mother to a child. But when you're not, a woman shouldn't have to be a mother to her man, to her husband, to her boyfriend. Like, that shouldn't be that way. You know, like, by the time a man comes into her life, he should be a man. He shouldn't be a little boy. He shouldn't, you shouldn't Agreed, be running if, games on me. And but have, if, yeah. if, like I said before, if you have no one to teach you what a true man is, that's where you find that, that dilemma. Right. If there's no male figure in that young man's life, you can't expect that from him. Like that's, it's not just going to come naturally for him right. to, after what he's been taught his entire life, and that's where they're being with multiple women, not just one, or where they're treating women like they're 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 not anything special. That comes from years of just traumatic experiences that they go through in life. You know what I'm saying? So I can't I can't put the blame on just him. And there's even some women out there that right. because of the same family dynamic we're talking about, sometimes they go the wrong way or they just turn out to be you know what I'm saying? Not respectful or right. not. And, and, and to, I can't and, put the blame be, on them as, as well. And to be clear, this is not, to me, this is not about putting blame on women, putting blame on men. It's not about that. It's about why don't we hold people accountable for their actions? That's just it. Because I'm definitely big on not 
blaming men, blaming women like that. Or let me say it like this. I'm definitely big on not being biased when it comes to these type of topics. But it's just like, why as a community, why as a whole, why as us as people in the world, why don't we hold everyone accountable? Why is it that we're so big on saying sorry, but we're not big on knowing how to rebuild trust with people? Like, and a lot of people just don't forgive. Like I've realized a lot of people will stay with someone and they hate their guts. Like, would you imagine what it would be like to be with someone and you hate them, but you're with them? Like to me, there's nothing worse than being with someone you don't like. Like there can't be anything worse than that. And you live with them day in, day out, and you hate them. You hate the sight of them. You hate the relationship. Like you, you hate your life. Like there's nothing worse than that. There, to me, there's nothing worse than being stuck. I would rather be single as a person. I would rather have no friends. I would rather have no one around me than have people around me who make me feel alone. And so I think lots of times we use a lot of things to like kind of validate why it's okay or why it's acceptable. And it's like, but it's not. It's not acceptable to have people around you who disrespect you. It's not acceptable to not tell people yeah. the truth just because the truth is a hard pill to swallow. I agree. I agree with that too. And and the thing is, is it's not even about whether I agree or not agree, I just think that there has to be an educa- uh, an educational balance of it all to understand the, the true problem. And the true problem is, like you said, we don't hold you know other people accountable for their actions. And I think that the reason why we don't hold them to it, I don't have the answer to, but I do feel like it's because of what's been taught to us. Like what's been from, I mean... Whether it be generations from the past on down, like we we do the same thing, whether you wanted to uh, speak to this or not, or whether you want to say it or not, we do the same things that we've seen past generations. Do you feel feel like people are taught through what they're taking in or do you feel do you feel like people are being told you have to stay with a man that cheats on you or you have to stay? with? No, they're being taught. They're being taught based on what they're taking in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're being taught based on what they take in. So if they see their mother or they see women in their family going through same experiences, then most likely that person is bound to be set to those same experiences unless they have a determined mindset to never be in that position of that family member. But you got to have that mindset. But if that's all you're around, it's just hard to overcome. You know what I'm saying? Some way or another, you're going to find yourself in that predicament. But here's my thing, right? Like, and I agree and I hear what you're saying. My other thing is this, and if I could ask God one question, it would be this. Because to me, this is really like an open conversation. I don't have the answers to all this stuff. But I really would just want to ask God, what is the determining factor, right, that makes a person who's seen something really screwed up their whole life grow up and say, I'm never going to be like that and never does it. And a person who literally sees all this stuff know it's screwed up, has memories of all the really messed up stuff that was happening, but decides to be the very thing that they saw their whole life. Decides to just be just evil at heart. Like, that's the thing that I constantly, because people always say, well, because people grow up in screwed up situations. It's like, okay, but there's a lot of people that grow up in screwed up situations and decide not to be a screwed up person. You know what I'm saying? So I also, like, although I understand and I sympathize and I empathize, I also don't ever think at any point in time is it acceptable for a person to live out something they saw just because it was messed up and it was wrong. You know, now we can go even deeper and go into what happens to a person's mind psychologically, but even then, right? Like any person that grows up in a school, I, I, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, but I, 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 know, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I do feel like it comes from a standpoint of this is what I saw, this is all I know. 
So therefore, if that's all you know, there you don't know right from wrong. You only I, know but wrong. I, but I feel like, okay, but I feel like you and me, for instance, right? We saw things we didn't like, right? And we made a choice. You made a choice to not be like the things that you saw growing up. Yeah, but much Whatever later. Whatever it was. That, it didn't happen right away. It but why? Okay, but, but, you're, but we're still very young. So to a lot of people, yeah. it's like, well, then you picked at the perfect time then. Or, or just, you, it wasn't even that long till you did it, right? So my thing is this. Why is it, you know, and I'm not asking you, but I, this is really my question. Why is it that some people can come to that conclusion very early on, okay? And other people will spend 30, 40, 50 years with a person or, or backing up something or defending something that they know is wrong. Like to me, I feel like a person who would sit here and cover up someone's just disgusting, repulsive behavior for years on end. I'm going to have to question, what is it about you that you would rather masquerade everything with lies than to actually stand in truth? Like that, that's just my, that's my, you know, like my soul. Yeah. Well, maybe I think I just, I can't even Sometimes it, it could be that the exposure of what's to come out of that is too great of a thing. And it can really jeopardize a lot of relationships and people and friends and all of that. That that's the reason why it stays, it stays in a hidden box. Because yeah. of that, I think sometimes the exposure is just way too great for, you know, relationships to not be the same. And that's why a lot of people, I would say, hold a lot of things in and doesn't come out and, and say what what needs to be said. So I just think for me, that would be my answer to you if you were to ask me, which is sad to say, but I, I just think that's the truth. That's real. And, you know, something that's really hitting me right now um and because you, as you were talking, I thought about it. And I'm like, this is what it is. Like, because you literally touched on it. I think that people just don't want to be lonely. Like, I think for some people, there is nothing worse than isolation. There's nothing worse than them having to say, well, if I do this, everyone might turn on me and everyone might leave me. I think that's why a lot of people don't ever stand up for the right thing, because they know that if they do that, then it might not end the way that they that they would ultimately want it to. Because I think the problem is that we feel like we can live at a more, more uh, moral and integrity and still think that everyone's going to back us up and everyone's going to be like, hey, yeah, you're awesome. You did the right thing, you know? And so the older that I get, the more that I realize that a lot of the morals and things that we were taught is really just like, honestly, people who even taught it to us didn't believe in it. Because it's so crazy to me how we teach kids or we tell kids or we tell young people, do the right thing, live right. And then you get older and then you realize, man, a lot of y'all suckers don't even do that. Like a lot of y'all just cop out and y'all really just live a lie. Like this is really sad. Like it, it's saddening to me because I'm just like, wow, like, is it really that bad to just be honest with yourself and let people just chew on that however they like? Like I, I just... I don't get it, but I at the same time, like, yo, I honestly feel like a lot of people have had to go through something in life where they felt so lonely that they were like, I'm never going to feel that lonely again. So if anything that I do or anything that I say could put me back into that place of loneliness, I'm just going to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, like, yeah I that, agree. That's just, and it's it's crazy to me, but I, I get it also. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, and I think a lot of people in the world, uh, it's very hard for them to, you know, be alone. And yeah. I think that that's why, but that's the separation of those individuals that I think that are, you know, super great. Um, and then everybody else, like, I think yeah. that's the separation part because 
I feel like a lot of people that are great know when there is a time to just be alone and be to yourself. So you can really get to know who you are instead of always putting on um putting on a front for everyone else. Exactly. Um and you know, and a lot of people like to be with other people, which is is nothing wrong with that. But I do think that, you know, there there's a distinction which, you know, those people that are called, I think that they know how to uh separate from the crowd. And um and everybody else that always yeah. wanna stay in the limelight, always wanna be in the parties, that always wanna be at the clubs with other people, I just think that they miss out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're missing out because they're all they have so many different voices in their head that may not be of value. Yeah, and that definitely makes me sympathize a lot and empathize a lot with people because I can I can understand that loneliness sucks. Like, it sucks to be alone. Like, it's a very sucky feeling. Like, it just is. It's not fun to feel like you're the only one, right? But honestly, there's no worse feeling than being around a lot of people and feeling lonely. Like, that's the one thing that I have to be really honest. Anytime that maybe I felt like, man, I'm alone in this, right? But then I had to go back and think, well, what about when I had all these people around me? And I was just like... There were many times where I had a lot of people around me and I was just as lonely. Nobody understood me. Nobody was there for me. And that sucks even more because now you're like, wow, I'm around a lot of human interaction. I'm around a lot of people, but no one knows how to be there for me. No one cares about what I'm really going through. No so, one knew the real you. Right. And no, no one understood. So yeah. like, really, it's all the same thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's just the enemy's way of getting in our head, the devil's way of getting in our head and making us think, don't do that because you're going to be all alone. And I feel like a lot of things, we just sensationalize it and make it bigger in our head because we don't heal from past traumas and because we don't we don't learn how to live past a moment where something really bad happened to us, we keep reliving it. Like this is something that God has really been bringing to my understanding as of late. Whatever you didn't heal from in your past just keeps coming back. You literally keep reprocessing that in different areas of your life with different relationships. Like literally, like if like if you grew up in a household where things were abusive, Pretty soon, you either bring in someone into your life that's doing the same thing to you, or you're allowing certain things to happen in your household that you know is abusive. Like, you know someone lives in your household that does things that's not okay, but you sit there and let them do it anyways. You know what I'm saying? You don't say anything because of, wow, like, I just, I know what it's like, and I know it's hard, and, you know, but my thing is, we have to get to a point where we actually heal from the past, and we actually say, you know what? I deserve to have a life where I don't have to live out yeah. of whatever I went through. But thanks to the exposure of, I feel like, um, especially in today, the exposure of things happen, maybe that may have been traumatic for a lot of people or yeah. just experiences that they experienced and they never talked about it or never came out about it. Yeah. I feel like we have such an open platform of a world today that those things could be hashed out and, and certain things could be fixed right. in a person psychologically. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. And I'm grateful for how the world is moving in that aspect of things, because I just think that it's important. It's important to understand both the the female and also the male perspectives and, and how we can bridge the gap of so much turmoil from our past generations yeah. and now fix it. So moving forward, we do have stronger households. We do have, you know, uh, male and female loving each other the way that love should be. And just that experience carrying on to the next generation to come. 
Yeah. I feel like we really have to work on this, which is just redefining what is love really. Because I feel like love is the most loosely used, like it's just the most most misrepresented word on the face of planet Earth. Like we call love a lot of things that love isn't. And I think that until we really learn what it means to love people, and until we really learn how to hold people responsible, hold people accountable, we're just going to be settling for honestly just treating them like crap, like hating them. I think that it says a lot more about us as people when we are not honest with people that we love than when we tell them something. And even if they're mad at us, it's like, you know what? I love you too much to not tell you the truth about yourself. Yeah. Like, I think just to be like a little more transparent here, right? I would rather you as my husband tell me something that I do wrong and be like, hey, I love you so much that I don't want you to not know that this that you do, you may not see it or you may not understand it, but I want to bring it to your attention. Now, you know, take the time to look at it. But, you know, I always wanted to be in a relationship where someone could be honest with me. And anytime I talk to you, I ask you, am I doing this wrong? Do you feel I could do this better? You know, I want that feedback. I want that understanding. I want our relationship, like you said, to have that communication. And I just think that, yeah, that's another big issue. We don't talk about anything. You know, when it comes to the way we look at society and men and women, like we don't talk about stuff. People don't process the things that they've been through and have the necessary conversations because we don't, a lot of people just don't even know how to communicate. Like this is the biggest thing I'm noticing too. And then we've demonized things like therapy and like all this kind of, where it's like, uh, apparently the way the world is going, a lot of us need therapy. Like we really do. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's not even a bad thing. And there's such a negative stigma around it, but it's honestly there to help us and for us to be able to just. Yeah. I think that stigma is slowly coming off though. I think that, that you're slowly starting to see it peel back a little bit because you know, I, I think, think for our generation, but not for previous generations. Well, that's fine. It, it, look, it's going to take our generation to change past generations oh, anyway. Definitely. So I'm fine with that. But as long as people see the evidence that comes from that in terms of the help that people are getting and also just realizing that, yeah, as people, we do have we deal with a lot of different issues and a lot of them are mental health issues. I don't need to always go to the doctor. Sometimes I just need to be able to know where my mind is at and how I'm feeling at the moment. And so I think that mental health is important, of course. And I think yeah. that as as we go along and we embrace it, I do feel like our mothers and fathers and generations in the past will be able to look at us and respect it. And hopefully we'll be able to uh, provide them or be able to share with them our level of just, you know, acceptance to it. And they can also accept it as well as that's something that they will be needing yeah. also. I, now that you touched on that too, and I do agree, um, I think it's really the last thing I want to say. I feel like for anyone who's listening, if you are a millennial or if you are, if you're a millennial, you're Generation Y, or if you're the generation after Generation Z, right? I really feel as though we need to be more compassionate about prior generations because the truth is we're really growing up in a day and age where there's so much information available to us. The prior generations either just didn't look for, didn't make it a point to, you know, make themselves aware about, or it just, it wasn't available. Like there's so much that has been able to surface in the last couple of years. And we're still, you know, our generation is still trying to process everything too. Like it's hard to take on, 
you know, two, three generations trauma and try to process that in one lifetime. Like, it's not even fair to us. You know what I'm saying? But my biggest thing is I think it's going to start with us just stepping out of denial and stop making this a men do this, women do this, and just really start looking at this as a people issue. Like, as people, we have to all hold ourselves accountable and be honest with ourselves about the things that we do. Um, and again, yes, we have to. I think that society sometimes has to just be okay with saying, you know what, if we want to raise the type of men that we know need to be able to confront the world and be the right type of fathers, we just need to show them the same accountability we show girls. Like, it's not that we're saying be harder on the boys. You know, I think that's also been a really bad way to, to help men. Like, let's not be harder on them. Let's just hold them accountable the way we hold the girls accountable. And let's also be as well gentle with girls and explain to them that, yeah, like, it's not their fault that they're a girl and, you know, they can get pregnant or whatever. It's, it's almost as if because, you know, the household changes if the girl gets pregnant versus the boy gets a girl, you know, knocked up or the house is not really going to change as much, you know. But it still affects both of their lives and the child's life that's coming into the world. And so I think that we have to start looking at this thing, you know, just more black and white in certain areas because... I feel like we keep putting a lot of gray on this and there's really not gray to me. And so and with, with certain things, there's not gray. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that should just be right and wrong, but it's like we gloss over the parts that we want to for who we like. And it's like, that's not, that's not going to help our cause. It's just not going to work. Yeah. And I agree with you. And, um, you know, we don't have all the answers, but I do think that the, the conversation that we're having is something to, um, you know, there's something to talk about because, I mean, we we both understand what it what it takes to and what it, you know, what it what it really boils down to, um, you know, and we're just trying to start a conversation to be able to start fixing the issue. And I think that we've done that tonight, honestly, because I didn't think it would go to so many different factors to, you know, counter it all in and put it in one. Um, so, um you know, I'm just grateful for this conversation. And I just think that if you're out there and you're listening and you know that, you know, maybe you're dealing with something or maybe your spouse is dealing with something, um, whether you're a male or female, you should definitely share with them this podcast and also, you know, see if you guys can both seek help, whether it be separately or together. And, you know, the better understand each other will be beneficial for both of you. And, um, that's all I got to say. Do you want to add anything more? No, nothing else. Um, well, we're going to end it off here. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Love and Level Up podcast. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Love and Level Up podcast. Please don't forget to hit share and subscribe. If y'all feeling us and want to continue to keep these conversations going, we're going to keep giving it to y'all every episode. See y'all in the next one.